Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Nahe. Today's episode is titled, Why You Might Need to Admit You Are Wrong. In today's show, we'll discuss two types of situations where admitting you are wrong will serve you in both relationships and your internal self. I'll go over the five main benefits that we'll receive once we can take ownership and admit that we are wrong. There's a lot of valuable information in this one that can serve us in our day-to-day lives. So please, focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello everybody and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's doing amazing today and we are going to discuss in today's episode why you might need to admit you are wrong. And a lot of the stuff we talk about in these episodes involves a lot of common knowledge. But it's really important to break down that common knowledge, dig deep, and most times that common knowledge might not be common practice. So in making these episodes, uh, it is my intention to make this common knowledge uh, a more heightened awareness to all of us that we can put more focus on these aspects and ultimately try to improve our lives and make our lives better and easier. And I've come to realize that when we can't admit we were wrong or are wrong, it doesn't make us bad people. It just simply means we're seeking safety or our ego needs to win. And that that doesn't make us bad people. It just means that there's an underlying cause and there's something else going on that we might be aware of and we might not even be aware of um, for this need to be right. And it's, sometimes it's very difficult to admit we were wrong. And in today's show, we'll discuss two types of situations where admitting you are wrong um, will, will serve you. And that's within relationships and also between our our internal selves but the relationship but internal relationship between us so i'll start with relationships with other people and just the other night i found myself and jess in an argument and i was resisting to admit that i was wrong i said some things that i shouldn't have said and it created uh, an argument and Throughout this argument, I knew I was wrong, <laughs> and my I knew my ego was running me. I had the awareness on it, but that ego was so strong, and it did not want to lose. And for myself, and probably a lot of other people who are competitive, I find there's a link between being competitive, and it's almost a sense of wanting to win, wanting to win that argument, defending my point because I believe it's right to a certain extent, or my ego believes it's right. So I think this probably happens and surfaces with a lot of people who have that competitive edge or who played sports or who like to win. And it's probably a a common problem within competitive people. And also, that's kind of an on-the-surface thing. Like, I knew I was trying to win. I knew I wanted to get some kind of self-gratification of, of proving my point. You know, I was aware of that, and that was on the surface level. 
but there's also something that's underneath that surface level that's that's on a deeper level in the unconscious state and what's usually behind the need to be right is uh is safety is we're we're looking to have safety and it's this is a tricky one and one that we're probably not usually aware of and also the ego and the sense of safety are also tied together so i will explain that so and also in these arguments when i was in that argument i found myself being so defensive like i said defending my point and i realized while defending my point you can never win if you are only playing defense and I felt like I was only playing defense in that argument. And that's not to say to go on attack and, you know, play dirty. I'm not saying that by any means. Um, but what I needed to do and what I realized I needed to do in that moment was I needed to stop defending my points in order to come to a resolution. Or this wouldn't end. This would just keep cycling into a bigger argument. So I... I've been working on redefining the term winning because I am a competitive person and I like to use tools to enable and facilitate uh, an easier solution to things. So I've been kind of redefining the term winning, especially to kind of to please the ego because the ego doesn't always go away. It's kind of always there. So it's how do we work with the ego and how do we um, manipulate it so it can kind of serve us and be on our team rather than being against us. And so redefining winning to me is the only way to win is accepting my faults and taking ownership. So winning here can be resolving this conflict. If we resolve this conflict, that's a win. But we only win if I can accept my faults and take ownership. So it's kind of a catch-22. But there's still a win. There's still a win in all this. All I have to do is accept my faults, admit I was wrong, and take ownership. But sometimes that ain't so easy. <laughs> you know, That can be difficult, especially in the heat of the moment. So we'll talk about ways uh, to where to put our focus so we can take that difficult action to admit we're wrong. But first, let's understand why the ego wanting to win and the safety of being right are connected. So why is there safety? How, how is there safety in trying to be right? Well, let's think about it. If we're wrong, and we tell our ego that we're wrong. Now all of a sudden our ego is saying, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're wrong, where's my security? Now, what else don't we know? The fear of the unknown. The fear of losing control. Well, if you don't know, what's going to happen? There's unknown. Or you lose power. If you don't know, then you're not a powerful person. What else don't you know? Or fear of losing respect. How can you not know? How are people going to respect you if you don't know? These are These tend to be common common things that that all of us encounter that we think we should know for that safety for that security and it's really tied to the ego because the ego wants to know everything the ego wants to be right so that sense of security and wanting to win are really tied together the wanting to win and trying to win the battle in the moment is the surface level concept but beneath the surface just have an understanding that it's really for security and safety. 
We're scared of not knowing things. We're fearful of losing control or losing power or losing respect. But let's understand that being right does not gain power. You do not gain respect and you do not gain control if you're always being right and manipulating situations to always be right. So let's just have that understanding. And this is a bad belief system to have that if you're always right and you always know the answers, then you're going to have the security. That's a false belief system to, to carry on and hold on to. But do we want this false sense of safety or do we want the benefits of admitting we are wrong? So I'll go over five main benefits and each one of these benefits kind of leads into the next one. So the first benefit is peace. You know, ending an argument with that uh, admitting and taking ownership is really going to lead to peace. It can end an argument. You can begin to get along again, as in the case with Jess and I a couple nights ago. You know, back in the day, this refractory period would have taken a long time and that argument would have lasted a whole lot longer. But taking ownership and admitting it, I realized that there would be peace on the other side of that. And there was. Peace will also lead to the better ability to concentrate and see all sides and different perspectives. When we don't have this peace, we get tunnel visioned and we only believe in our perspective and we're not open to other possibilities. And it's a really limiting concept that that brings and a limiting, really limiting viewpoint, which does not serve us to the full capability that we can expand our vision uh, peace will lead to a sense of inner strength and power and it takes strength to overcome our ego and uh, peace will lessen the stress and anxiety because it's stressful and will lead will bring more anxiety into our life if we're trying to be right and we're trying to prove our point you know that's a stressful moment there's anxiety there's so much angst and just constricted energy that doesn't help either side in this argument or in the need to be right. And it allows for tolerance and flexibility with an authentic outcome, which leads to the second benefit, which is authenticity. And authenticity will bring more harmony into the situation. I believe everyone's authentic self is good at the core. And that goodness does not want us to battle. We don't want to battle at, at, at our true core. You know, it will bring genuine clarity, not trying to convince or defend something that might not even be true. We're just trying to win a point and we might be manipulating the situation to win. That is not authentic. And authenticity will allow us to be more effective and be able to come up with a proper solution a win-win solution not a win-lose situation it will it will allow us to be more flexible with our opinions and when we are authentic we are more trustworthy and in return can enable us to trust more easily and that is the third benefit which is trust trust will strengthen relationships it's essential for connection and understanding. You can't understand unless you trust the other person's opinion. 
And the beauty of trust is it can fill that sense of safety in a non-ego-driven manner, a partnership, having trust in somebody else and somebody else's opinion and somebody else's perspective can amplify your sense of security and safety because now it's not just you, your team, you're allowing somebody else, you're doubling up and you're doubling up your safety um, ability and trust can lead to the fourth benefit which is growth and growth will allow us to have new ways of thinking growth will create less arguments we'll have a better understanding of other people's perceptions and interpretations of situations it'll enable deeper connections it'll allow us to release and grow past mental constructs that don't serve us limitations that do not serve us allow us to gain new perspective shifts new paradigms that will serve us better and in turn will allow for the fifth benefit which is liberation liberation is the power of letting go and surrendering to what doesn't serve us anymore the release of dis-ease holding on to this will cause negative stored energy that can lead to physical and mental health problems and if we can be if we can allow this liberation that'll ultimately create harmony and i can truly say that when i took ownership in the past and even that the other night there i felt liberated i got past that need of being right and i felt that liberation and it created a sense of harmony and we were able to get back into flow and get back into connection and have a good night so we have to focus on these positive outcomes that once we're on the other side of taking ownership and saying, hey, I was wrong. If we put our focus on these five benefits, peace, authenticity, trust, growth, and liberation, that is where we put our focus. And if we believe that we will achieve those things, it allows us to put that ego down in the moment where we're in those combative states of needing to be right. So having this understanding and awareness, what is the best scientifically proven way to admit we were wrong to someone? What is the best way to do that? Well, there was a study conducted by Ohio State University that showed the best way to admit you are wrong is to, number one, accept or take responsibility for what you did hey you know i did this and i said this this was totally my fault i'm taking ownership for it and i genuinely apologize and it needs to be authentic and genuine and the other person needs to feel that and if you are authentic and genuine they will feel that if you're not they're not going to believe that you know they're, they're not going to believe the words you're saying it needs to be authentic and it needs to be genuine so that is the most powerful way of doing it the second best way is to offer to repair the damage hey i'm sorry about this you know let me make it up to you let me let me fix this and let me do something to repair what i've done and the third best way is explanation of the mistake you know, hey, I did this, I said these things, I know I was in the wrong, and I shouldn't have done that, again, in a genuine way. But let's try to utilize the number one way, which is to take responsibility, take ownership 
for what you did and usually follow it with an apology. But big thing here to really focus on is with any of these three, do not follow your statement with but. You know, I, I, I take responsibility for this. I take ownership for this. I, I did this. I shouldn't have done this. I'm really sorry. But, you know, I was just feeling this way. And, and I did it because, you know, as soon as you let in that but, it's over. <laughs> you know, then you go back to defending and justifying. And in turn, that's actually a way of trying to get back in the game, trying to get back to win. You know, so we need to negate that but. Take the but out of it and just full ownership without the but. Because you throw in the butt and that will cancel it all out. So full ownership. And to take that ownership, we need to be courageous and exemplify vulnerability. Change how you frame this from, oh, I'm losing by, by taking responsibility here. I'm losing by offering to repair the damage. Oh, I lose this battle if I explain my mistake. No, change that vocabulary and chain and reframe losing or being weak to this is something powerful and courageous this is what a powerful person does this is what a courageous person does is take ownership and we can get on with our life after this so that's kind of breaking down the relationship with somebody else portion of admitting you were wrong to somebody else so the next concept is admitting you are wrong to yourself. So this can include admitting you're wrong, that you're carrying a, a limiting, non-serving belief, that you have a paradigm, or that you tend to take actions uh, that might not serve you. So admitting you're wrong to the way you might be showing up or living or admitting you're wrong that some of the beliefs you have might not be the best fit for you right now. But, you know, some this this is a difficult thing to do. This is very difficult, but I let me add that once I was able to do this, oh man, what a profound profound changing experience and and I received so many benefits from doing this but it was a very difficult thing to do but it is not impossible because i will tell you i truly believed i was wired and built the way i was and i was not able to change that was my firm belief and i didn't believe in any of this stuff you know meditation personal development i thought that shit was cuckoo i was like i have no time for that i only have time for myself and what i believe in and I was very close-minded. And I was the farthest person away from believing any of this. And I, if I can do this transformation and go through this, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at any of this by any means. I'm just saying it is possible for everyone. But it's difficult to do and difficult to change these beliefs or see the through a different lens, change our paradigm, because we have something called confirmation bias and the confirmation bias is seeking out evidence consciously or unconsciously to prove what we already believe there are programs within us that we've talked about in other episodes that try to keep us living in the same manner our whole lives it knows what it knows it's it's bringing evidence in our lives to everything that we believe 
Our thoughts are self-fulfilling prophecies. Our beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies. That's why it's so important to choose powerful beliefs, ones that will serve us. So that's why without this deep analysis of our beliefs or our paradigms, the lens in which we see the world, we might stay stuck in a less than ideal situation or way of living. So this is the work, you know, it's work. There's no way around it. We need to do the work. And instead of justifying your position, belief or paradigm all the time, ask yourself, is this truly the best lens through which I see the world? Are these beliefs really serving me? You know, your inner self, not your ego will let you know if they are or aren't, but we need to allow the proper time and put the proper focus on these things to, to get clarity on those answers. So again, my story, I had to take, I had to admit and take responsibility of the fact that I did not have the best beliefs or paradigms. And I'm grateful that I had a partner in Jess who really wasn't going to let me live in my old ways. And she, you know, knew that there was a, it wasn't going to work if I stayed in my old ways. So that was a really, that almost forced me to put focus on it. But we don't need to get to those extreme circumstances or situations to be able to make change. We could do it at any point as long as we put enough focus on it. So my examples, just to hopefully relate to some people, were that I had the belief that being a man was holding in emotions to hide my sensitive side to not express love or affection to be stoic hide emotions you know that's what i thought a man was and man what an awfully constricting way that just led and manifested in in me showing up as grumpy because i had to hold all this in that the only way that i can express myself was grumpy because i was holding in so much. I was hiding my good qualities. I was hiding my sensitive, caring, empathetic side. You know, I wasn't expressing what felt good. I wasn't expressing that love or affection. I was holding it in and it manifested in me being a grumpy, bitter person. And I had to admit that I didn't know. I was so close-minded and I kept telling myself I had all the answers. You know, if I just follow this plan that I have for myself and only do what I think is right, I'll get there. You know, I'll show them. <laughs> and man, was I wrong again. And until I adopted the learner's mindset of, hey, I don't know. I don't have these answers. But I want to learn. I want to learn from everyone. I don't know. I barely know anything. You know, <laughs> Let me learn. Let me learn from others. Let me see how you've done it. And wow, has that changed my life and opened me up to vast possibilities and just crazy change and transformation. You know, I held, I had the belief of, uh, I, I was very, I had the paradigm, sorry, of, of being very judgmental. You know, I looked at people and saw them a certain way and I, I put so much judgment on them without even knowing them, without even knowing their circumstances, without even knowing that they might not have the answers and they might not know how to navigate something. And it was an awful place and it, and it led to awful feelings on the inside you know, I had to really change that paradigm and work on that. And, and now I genuinely, when I see some someone that I would have judged in the past, I truly feel empathetic for them. And I feel 
that you know i i hope the best for them i hope they find the answers or they might even be happy for all i know they might be way more happy than i am who knows so letting go of that judgment because it didn't serve me changing that paradigm and another paradigm was what healthy meant to me you know healthy at the time for me meant being jacked and being aesthetically ripped and that was it you know i wasn't eating that healthy of food i was taking pre-workout I, I wasn't getting the best sleep regimen you know i wasn't i didn't under fully understand what a good nutritional diet was and what health meant to me a holistically healthy life and I was the most fussy person I literally have ever met. It was a mental block of food. It was crazy to think about what I what I used to be terrified of food. And I really changed that paradigm and have encompassed full holistically healthy life and what that means to me, mind, body, and spirit, and changed that paradigm. And that made a massive uh, shift in my life. I also changed the paradigm of what relationships, friends and family meant to me. You know, before, prior, I would chase the hedonistic pleasure of relationships. How can I extract the most fun and enjoyment and really binge drinking and just having as much fun as I could and staying out late on weekends and, you know, just I shifted that paradigm to, you know, what do relationships really mean to me and what fills me up the most from relationships and what I found to be for myself anyways was that deep connection connecting on a deeper level truly understanding somebody else and them understanding me creating that deep bond and that is really what is important right now in my life about relationships so again like as your life progresses we can change our beliefs and we can change our paradigms to serve us the best at the moments in which we're at in that point in time in our life you know what we've carried our old beliefs and our old ways of seeing things from the past are probably not the best way to do things now so this confirmation bias and because i believed these things and because i saw the world and saw through you know held these paradigms that that confirmation bias kept me locked in that position until I realized these things were holding me back. And changing these brought the 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 interesting thing about all this is that changing these brought me all these same benefits in which we've mentioned those five main benefits of admitting we are wrong to other people. You know, it brought me peace. It brought me liberation. It brought me to my authentic self. I experienced massive growth and um, the expansion of my mental constructs. I broke down those walls. I had way less limitations on myself. And I built self-trust and self-belief. So admitting I was wrong brought me those same benefits that admitting you are wrong to someone else also brings. So I found that very interesting. So the first step to admitting we were wrong to ourselves is having the awareness of what is actually going on here. The ability to look at your past and your psychology to realize why you have these beliefs. Why are you defending them? And why you see the world through the lens that you do. 
So once you have the awareness on that, which is a journey in itself, this isn't just a snap your fingers and hey, here it is. You know, there has to be a lot of focus put on this aspect. But the second step is having the courage and vulnerability to accept that you were wrong. And this is very difficult. Many times we need a support system or other people to help us along this step. And the third step is, of course, taking action. If it's too difficult to admit you were wrong, you'll need to work through it. And some tools and tactics that I always talk about to work through it are visualization. You know, this is a perfect practice field. Test it out in your mind. You know, test out that new belief or test out that new way of seeing things in your mind. Visualize it every day and see if that might serve you. See if that might feel better in your mind's eye. There's a, this is a perfect way to do it, a perfect practice field to run through the reps before doing it in your real life. You can journal about it to make this new belief or new paradigm more familiar to yourself and, you know, to question your old ones. Journaling is a great way to question the way you've always done things because once you get ideas out from your head, there's a power of getting them on paper, getting them out of your head, seeing them, being able to analyze them instead of having a thought. And now that thought's buried by 10,000 more thoughts in the next couple hours, you know, the Thoughts are fleeting, but if you get it on paper, it's more real. Another tool is meditate, thinkitate, or concentrated meditation on this. You know, take some time to get still, get quiet, and allow your mind to think focused. Focus thoughts on these new beliefs, on this new way of seeing the world. And of course, we need to put a lot of focus around it. And this can be accomplished through daily reminders, cue cards, phone notification. Just put focus on it because it's not going to change if you don't have focus around it. And the most powerful tool if you're struggling with this is get a coach. Get a coach to help you through it. That support system, that accountability partner, that person that will help you to create the new awareness and insights that are going to enable you to take new action to move you forward and to get unstuck. So getting a coach can be extremely beneficial here. So yeah, I just find it so fascinating that these similar benefits will be received when admitting we are wrong to other people as well as admitting to our internal self that we are wrong. The benefits clearly outweigh the need to be right. So I just want to leave you with a couple words today. So look at the relationships in your life and look internally asking yourself, is there anywhere in my life where I might be wrong? Do I need the, to feel right all the time? Might it be better to seek peace, authenticity, trust, growth, and liberation rather than being right? Ponder, process, and prioritize these questions to exemplify courage, vulnerability, and power to remove this bad habit and old paradigms that no longer serve you. And in doing this, you will surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you have an amazing day. Take care.